when someone is naggy or shouting or whatever, even if my point is valid, mm. and that's something I've had to learn, if I'm shouting and screaming and nagging, that's going to get lost in translation. Welcome to this week's edition of Ships in a Kitchen. I am Nikki Bangbada, your host, and joining me is my husband, my co-host, my best friend. How were you just about to do gum fingers? Of course not. <laughs> Which think I am? I found a master. Take the boy out of self, can't take the self out of the boy, of course. Um, how are you this week? Right. I know you're in a bit of a rush, aren't you? Um, no, 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 no. I've got time for this. All good? I've got time for this. Okay, I, I feel <laughs> I feel like our conversation today will be completely relevant to what you are going through. So I'm just going to go through what you are, what we were talking about previously. Um, okay. When you were setting everything up and being a little bit snappy. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we are talking today about... Drum roll. Communication, baby. Communication. Communication. Is that taking you by surprise? Because you're a bit like, oh. No. Well, it's a broad, it's a very it, broad it is broad but and of course there are many like sides of communication i'm talking communication in relationships obviously ships in a kitchen relationships in a kitchen but the importance of healthy communication what you think about when you think about communication um communication in general in society mm-hmm. how has it changed over the years how has our communication changed over the years where would you say we are when it comes to communication? That type of thing. Okay. So my first question, mm. how has our communication changed over the years? It's evolved a lot. Mm. It's yep. evolved a lot because yeah. when we first got married, before marriage, you're still kind of trying to be a bit safe. Safe? Yeah. You're still trying to... You're still... Tr- you're still not trying to impress them, but you're still, you know... There's still an element of, yeah... Yeah. 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 There's an element of yeah. Once you get married, though. There's an element of covering. Subconsciously, it feels like, okay, we're together now. Like, we've signed a contract. That's it. Oh, thanks. So, in some respects, you kind of relax a little bit. Yeah. And the true colours can really shine through. Yeah. And I think for the both of us, we had some issues of communication. Yeah. For me, I want to talk about you. You can talk about yourself. But for me, and even now, when it comes to disrespect, yeah, mm. I just... You switch off. I just, yeah, yeah, something comes over me and I'm just like, yeah, I'm not on it. Like, I'm not on this conversation because I'm, I like peace. Yeah. I like peace and quiet. And yeah. I try to operate in such a way where I will not be bothered <laughs> or nagged yeah. or, or disrespected or shouted at or whatever. And dealing with... Uh, situations where perhaps you felt like you had to be more aggressive aggressive or you know verbally I just couldn't cope with it and so I would react and this out I don't know I'd raise my voice I'd start shouting we both start shouting and yeah it just didn't work no it wasn't it it's all it's like it's like two I, literally Paul said it two clanging symbols like, it's just noise. Paul said it, yeah. Was it Paul? Paul said it. Yeah. Well, yeah. In, in Corinthians, he literally says, Love. if I speak, yeah, 
when it comes to love if I am like saying oh yeah love 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 but um basically it's like yeah it's just it was just like two playing symbols okay. when it comes to us because we were like you said there'll be situations that would happen and then you were reacting to those situations as opposed to responding but then why are you going to respond to an attack a verbal attack and that is what was happening mm. I'm glad you said our com communication has evolved because it definitely has it's gotten a lot healthier mm. But I do believe that I wouldn't say that there was an element of us not you're not being yourself. I wouldn't say you're not being yourself when you're dating. But I do think when you get married and then you move in together, the reason I said covering earlier was because it's like everything is removed. Yeah. Everything you can't hide. Yeah. So even if there was a part of you that your spouse may not have seen pr prior to getting married and living together, uh -huh. it's going to come out because you can't. You're not going to go in the toilet with maybe some people do and, and, and come out. Hi, Tonin. You're right. You're just, you know, you're yourself. Yeah, I think that's that's what happened. And yeah. so we were then, we had navigated dating yeah. and the communication there. But if anything, we can just, if we've had an argument, we can just go home. Yeah, go home. <laughs> All right, I'm leaving. I'm going. Oh, bye. Yeah, Bye. Yeah, <laughs> like um, it's just when you think of that time we were arguing on the. <laughs> so, Ty and I used to work together. Um... Oh my god! What you don't even know what I'm gonna say. Your eyes were communicating a lot, despite not saying anything. Okay. Anyway, Ty and I used to work together. Um... Briefly. Was it briefly? About six months. Either way, we worked together. And um, I remember one time we were arguing. I wasn't on shift that day, but we were arguing. So I called up shop floor and we were having our domestics. This is before we were married. We? Yeah. No, no. I didn't want to speak to you. But you were. And then. You, you started hotting up one of our I was, colleagues. I was not hotting up. <laughs> you hotted him up. No, he was I angry. He was furious. I didn't. I wanted to speak to my partner and my partner was being childish and not wanting to speak to me. So he was like, I'm not picking up the phone. I wonder why. And then I remember my colleague saying, yeah, it's something like, take your, sh your domestics off the shop floor. You know, it just, he was so angry. But I'm- You were rude to him. Yeah, I, but again, communication mm -hmm. on the phone. I mean, just like text message, things can be misconstrued, but you've, you've said it at the beginning. When someone is, you know, naggy or shouting or whatever, you can't, even if my point is valid, mm. and that's something I've had to learn. Like, even if my point is valid, if I'm shouting and screaming and nagging, that's going to get lost in translation. And that is what kept on happening with us. Things were getting lost in translation because, bro, you're nodding your head a bit too much as if it was all me. No, 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm agreeing because you, you're right. Yeah. What, what do we say 7% seven, 7 is the content? Say it again. So 7% is the content. content. 35% is the body language. Yeah. And 38% is the tone. Yeah. And the content only, so the whole message, the content's only 7%. If you yeah. don't bring the right tone and body language, then it's lost. It gets lost, yeah. Mm. And I think that that happened, that was happening a lot mm. in the both early ways. days. Yeah, both, both ways. Yeah. Like you would say something and you, you, you know, you might have, again, it completely correct what you were saying. But the minute you're shouting at me, I'm like, hold on, and like we've spoken before about ego, I'm like, mm, my defences come straight up. And so my defences have come up, mm. and then so I'm coming at you, and then yours come up, and then it's just 
the clanging of cymbals, mm. you know, and, and clanging on the mic. Well, the clanging of the mic, yeah, I know, yeah, it's quite like that. But um, and yeah, and it it wasn't healthy, and this is why I really wanted to touch on communication, because the way you communicate ultimately impacts your environment. It can become toxic when it's just the two of you. Add children to that, like children who are watching, Uh-oh. listening, hanging onto your every word. It's it it comes like this this just this whole toxic smelly environment of just like nastiness and then your kids are taking that in mm-hmm. and what you don't want what I used to worry about was I don't want them to not even just forget taking it outside mm-hmm. yeah I don't want them to speak to one another like that yeah and that's what started happening yeah if you've got a shouty if you're a shouty couple mm-hmm. And you have kids, you become a shouty house. Yeah. Everyone shouts, even if you're just having a laugh. Yeah. Ah. Add to that that we're Nigerian. Yeah. And everything Niger- oh, yeah. We're so loud. <laughs> Apparently. Every so says Nigerians are loud. Yeah. Like, even when we're laughing, we're joking, whatever, there is noise. So imagine what that's like for kids when you're arguing constantly. And it felt like for a period of time, we were constantly arguing. You know? What changed for you? What changed? Um... Just maturity, maturity, um, study, reading, yeah. being around different other couples and seeing mm. the different dynamic, self-awareness, mm. being aware of your triggers and knowing how to approach you without setting you off mm. as well. Because whether we like it or not, we all have triggers. Yeah. We all have things that have tagged on to us as we've grown up and will set us off mm. and being able to learn your triggers I've learned how to navigate around so if I want to approach you about something mm. she's snorry yeah if I want to approach you about something that I'm not happy with I I know how to approach although sometimes I still mess up but generally I know how to approach I'm laughing because guys if you I always know and I don't always say this to him but I always know when he wants to approach me with something that I really don't want to do. It's usually, this is when he is approaching me about something that he knows this girl doesn't want to do this. So he'll be, maybe we'll be watching TV or something. Maybe, and you might even recognise it because maybe your spouse does it too. Maybe we'll be watching TV or something and he'll be like, so do you, um, did you, like your pitch is always a little bit different. <laughs> or a bit higher. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, so did you see um, the plates in the kitchen? Like they've been there for a while, you know? <laughs> and I'm already and sometimes now because I'm mature it's like I'll just be tired do you want me to wash the plates <laughs> whereas before I will instantly I'm in my defense bag what do you mean what okay but the plates are there you could have washed those plates why why are you attacking me meanwhile this guy's pitch only just went higher I instantly take it was taking it as an attack but I'm more um mature now and rather than react I respond to his questioning that he but thinks still angry deep, deep inside down. i'm like you know the half i had <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm doing but i know in that moment i no. and even now i know that you have tried you're trying you're trying to approach this topic in a way that doesn't i'm not some sort of ticking time bomb by the way guys because <laughs> <laughs> i also do the same thing to him yeah the other thing is i'm not gonna do you know what i do you don't, do you? I'm not going to tell you what I do because he'll know. But um, <laughs> as long as it works, right? It does work. Okay. It does. 
Um, Helena was telling me one time what she does with you if she wants to kind of like. I know what she does. I know what she, does. I know what she does with me. I know. What does she do? I know what she does. She doesn't ask. She just tells me about the situation. Surrounding general, you. And then she leaves it open for me to respond. Oh, so she does something different with me. When it's something I don't want to do or not sure about, she'll go to me. Oh my gosh, I really liked that reel you did the other day. Or like, she'll be like, I saw this thing on East End, about EastEnders. And so she knows I'm going to be talking and I'm going to start chatting. Mm. And then she'll be like, yeah, so, and we're just talking, talking. Oh yeah, so can I go out on so, so, so day? Yeah, of course. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, da, da, da. Wow. I, wow, do you know wow. what I mean? But again, communication is how you approach mm. a topic. And mm. sometimes, I'm not saying be manipulative, but sometimes you are going to have to, especially in a relationship, whether it's a mother and a daughter, a mum and her mum, or sisters or husband and wife, you're going to have to learn the best ways to approach situations. One thing I had to learn is I cannot approach every situation the same way. Yeah. And I cannot approach every person with the same, like the, in the same way, because people are different. For instance, I can't talk to you in the same way I would talk to my son. Yeah. Because you're not my son. Mm -hmm. If I'm annoyed about something, there's a way in which I would and should talk to Kaiser and explain that really annoyed me. You shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. But I cannot then use that same tone for you. Because going back to women want security yep. and men really want honour. Yeah. It's dishonouring of me to communicate my annoyance, however valid it is, as if I'm talking to my son. Yeah. And that was a big problem for you. And sometimes you, you do it, you call me out on it and you'll say, I don't know. And your son. <laughs> and yourself yeah you'll let me know mm -hmm. i'm not the way in which you said that i didn't appreciate that because you were talking to me like i was a child mm -hmm. and the same for me i would tell you i didn't like you now you don't talk to me like i'm helena mm -hmm. but what i won't like is when you're like abrupt yeah 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 i, I don't like the abruptness you know i'm i'm a princess I'm yeah but you know what part of this abruptness is, is a lot of nigerians are abrupt you know yeah yeah because yeah. when you're Oh, like when you're a kid and your mom's like, oh, um, go and get me a pot from the kitchen. And you're like, you get it. And you're like, where should I put it? Put it on my head then. Yeah. Or or like, you do this. Or like, um, we go somewhere, they drop us off and you're getting ready to get out of the car. They're like, hey, hurry up, get out of the car. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because I do. I'm like, guys, come on, quick, 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 out. Why are you rushing? Everything. But you know what? You, I love that you said that because even though, thinking about it, the way a lot of the time when you communicate, it's based on what you've learned, what you've seen. And then again, we, we talk about this all the time, culture. Yeah. The co like the Nigerian culture is very, very fast. Like mm. you cannot be slow. Like nobody wants to be slow. So everything is slow. Yeah, yeah, because, and that's how we, everybody, a lot of Nigerians have grown up. Like yeah. you don't want that quick, that quick suck that makes you like, it feels like you've been, your whole face, still has like has imprints mm -hmm. nobody wants that so it's almost like you live in that way and that then impacts your communication yeah. yeah so it's like if i'm talking to you and you are i'm like what's this i want an answer quickly mm. let's come on let's get do you know what i mean mm -hmm. but then again on learning things now i'm not saying we have to be actually it's funny i'm saying that like unlearning things unlearning everything being hurry hurry including our conversations and how i address the situation we can't do that yeah and it's hard it is even things like 
interrupting each other because you just want to get what's in your head out. Again, that comes, I know, I know, it's a bit, I'm trying, I'm trying. But that again comes from culture because you can't have a conversation with with your parent as a kid and get to say everything you need to say. They'll come, no, what do you mean? <laughs> like you don't get to finish what you're saying. And so I think subconsciously I'm thinking, okay, I need to get everything out as quickly as possible. Otherwise I'm not going to be able to finish my point. Mm. So yeah, we do have to unlearn and we are, we have, and we will, and we will continue to. Yeah. I think it's so interesting that you said, because that's our culture and that's our experience as Nigerians. But then you see it in other cultures as well. Like certain men will, they, it's, they will interrupt and not even notice they're interrupting because it's almost like, I must, mm. you must hear my voice. Like, do you remember we watched that episode of Trust and I think it was Jake, was it Jake? That made himself the leader. Yeah. He would interrupt when someone talk, like, was talking. He would, it's like, my voice has to be heard. Mm. And so there are situations like that, completely different culture, completely different background where mm. some people think their voice has to be heard and they don't realize when you have that sort of person in a in a relationship, mm-hmm. it can cause the other to kind of retreat. Yeah, and then without even realizing it, they think their voice doesn't matter. Yeah, and then they take those things into work, and it's a bit like the other way around. Like the people that think that it's like you've got to be fast, you've got to be this. It works. It's a, it can be a big benefit. Yeah, to a lot of companies, and that's why you do see a lot of Nigerians in, um, especially in America. Well, here as well, but in America, they're in a lot of top positions because that fastness that. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But it, it can also be very detrimental because you expect that of everybody and you don't, sometimes you're not giving the other person the chance to speak That's right. and say their point. And mm-hmm. one of the worst things you can be is a silent voice in a relationship. Yeah. And even it within um, like my career, it affected me because like, when I was given presentations and stuff, I would be rushing. Mm-hmm. Trying to get out, trying to get, trying, to, trying to get everything out as quickly as possible. Yeah. And because of the rush, I would have to sometimes go back and go over different bits, you know, when it comes to Q&As and stuff. But I've noticed, you know, as, as I've sort of grown up and matured, watching other presenters and presentations, like just subtle pauses, mm-hmm. allow things to sink in. I never knew that. I never learned because yeah. all you see, even in church, growing up in church, it was just get everything out quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And it did affect us. And thank God, you know, we've been learning. Yeah, I what you said about the pause, I remember hearing that pauses are powerful. But it's like you almost feel like, no, no, I need to fill the gap all the time. Mm-hmm. And you don't. You don't always have to say something. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Especially in those moments where you're you know in your relationship, you know you're you're angst about something, like you're angry about something, and the other person is angry as well. Like some situations where you and I have had like confrontation or we've been arguing. I think there have been a lot of times where the best thing I've done is to just stay quiet because, and I know sometimes that has annoyed you, but I know that in me staying quiet, first of all, especially if it's the nighttime, I know now one thing we say on here is this is just our opinion. It's not factual. We are not professionals. We are just two people who fell in love and are sharing their story via a pod. But we have gone to bed on many occasions angry. Not many. I want to say many. No, we have. Because like, do you know how I know? How? Oh. Because. Maybe you, maybe you have. This is the annoying part. But it's not. I know because I've woken up mm. and I've had quiet time. 
and I've been convicted of certain things and I've had to come to you later. Mm. But I am glad I'm not stonewalling. So stonewalling is a term to describe a refusal to communicate. It usually happens during a fight or conflict where one partner will get very quiet. Their whole demeanor changes. They develop a flat affect. Sometimes they just stare at the ground or the wall. They might even pull out their phone and act like they just don't care about this conversation anymore. So I'm not stonewalling, but I know that I am, if I say anything, my communication is going to be very aggressive. Okay. It's going to be very dishonoring. Mm. So, and sometimes I literally feel like the Holy Spirit said to me, shut up. Okay. Just say nothing. Yeah. So the reason I know is because I'll go and have quiet time and I'm convicted and I'll come back and I'll be like, do you know what? Shouldn't have said this. Or this is what, this is why I reacted that way. Or this really hurt me. And the thing about that is had I had just responded or react, sorry, reacted in that moment, it's, it could have been more detrimental. Mm. And that's another reason, again, pauses are powerful. That communicates something because you could have communicated rage, which you just don't know what the impact of that is going to be. And that's why, again, I think communication is so important. Sometimes people are not aware that they lack that. Because I know for the longest time I wasn't aware. Uh. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it is part of emotional intelligence. Mm. Yeah. I've started to learn that being able to have that as again self awareness because mm. which is why, you know, I'm very close to start journaling. Thank yeah. you. Because I know by journaling I'm able to reflect and actually look at myself within what I'm writing. Because I feel like self awareness really does help one become better as a person. It does. Yeah. So yeah, back to actually that book never split the difference. Yeah. I think just by following those principles, you can improve your communication. So could you repeat the... Um, sorry, I just interrupted you. Hmm? Could you repeat the print, some of the, what are some of the principles you learned from so that the, book? Oh, well, um, just make it very clear, make it very easy and straightforward what, what the guy is saying in the book, that the way in which you communicate, mm -hmm. the way in which it's received, so only 7% of the way in which it's received is the actual content. Hence why sometimes if you think about school, certain teachers, they're teaching you something and you can't hear nothing they're saying. Yeah. Because the content is just one part of it. Mm -hmm. and it's only 7%. Yeah. 55% um, is body language. Mm -hmm. And 38% is tonality. Yeah. Tone. So if someone's got the right tone mm -hmm. and the right body language, yeah. they're more likely to get the message across to you, even yeah. if it's a crap message. Yeah. It could be the best message, but if it's the wrong tone and the wrong body language, no one's going to hear you. Yeah. And when we're talking about friendships and relationships, you know, the, the, the content is important. You want to get your point across. Yeah. If you want the best chance of success in getting through to the person you're communicating with, mm. you need to make sure your body language is on point and your tone is on point. Yeah. And he recommends using the FM voice. Which is this. Classic okay. FM. Ask FM, Chaz FM. I'm going to communicate something because your hand has been communicating to me all afternoon. You um, decided to get a ring, didn't you? Oops. He did. Now, you might not know this. Of course, they won't know this because I've never spoken about it on here. I don't wear a ring. I don't care for a ring. And you were adamant yeah. that you wanted to get the ring. It's not a wedding ring. Though. No, because I said, no, I don't want you wearing a wedding ring. No. But you, with that, you wanted to communicate. Initially, it was you wanted to communicate that I'm a married man. Mm. Right. Mm. But I was like, a ring 
even though it it does communicate like straight away someone will know mm. but for me i'm like it should be just just shown right mm. in what you say and what you like it's it's something that's going to be known right by what you how you communicate in general do you get what i'm saying yeah so yeah it was just it was just there and i'm just because it's weird because i'm seeing it and i'm like okay yeah, but you are aware on different things yeah yeah, yeah. and change it because i I'm worried about radiation from the lights on it. So why are you wearing it, bro? <laughs> <laughs> because it tracks it tracks my stress and my sleep yeah. and my activity. It tells me when it's the best time to work out. It tells me when it's the best time to go to bed. And it tells me when I was stressed in the day and the times when I was stressed. So I can actually pinpoint back when I start journaling. Mm-hmm. Even more so, right. I can be okay. These are the things that get me stressed. Okay, I d- I don't know how we ended up there because maybe that maybe somehow they're gonna like cut getting contact with us. Aura ring, aura ring. <laughs> We're communicating some to you. <laughs> Whoever's listening, yeah. Alexa, they're whoever. listening somewhere. They're listening, so they're probably listening into that ring. Yeah, so fifty-five percent body language, seven percent mm-hmm. content. Uh, tonality 38% yeah. and the book's called Never Split the Difference it's written by an ex-FBI hostage negotiator who negotiated loads and loads of different situations and mm-hmm. he's talking from his experience the best way to communicate basically mm-hmm. from other people. Um, to the person who recognises okay the communication in my marriage sucks right now or my relationship what are some of the things they can start to do? So you've recommended the book mm. and the book is called Never Split the Difference. Mm-hmm. By who? That escapes me right now. We'll put a link put in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they can get the book. Yep. What are some other things, like maybe one or two other things that they can do having realised, you know what, the communication kind of sucks right now. Once, uh, for me anyway, once I understood where I was going wrong, yeah. my abruptness, um, me shouting, or I wouldn't say shouting, me raising my voice, kind of just leaning in, like, why? Why am I like this? What is it that's caused me to be like this? And going back and looking back at maybe past situations, situations growing up as a child, yeah. and just trying to find that root cause. I think, um, I feel like, again, this is another, this would be another great place where I'm going to recommend therapy. Because sometimes it takes a going back to recognise. Mm. And that going back with a professional enables you to move forward mm. in a healthier way so maybe it's going to take something like therapy why do you communicate that way because a lot of the time for me anyway I found that when I would communicate aggressively or really defensively it was actually stemming from a place of fear so take for example the kids they would communicate with them. they would tell me something or they would do something or they wouldn't listen um I would shout like I'd be shouting and maybe what I'm saying is right. Maybe Helena took um, one of my, my she used my perfume. This is a true story. She finished up my perfume. Stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Teenage girls, oh, they're going to take your stuff. She finished up my perfumes mm. and one of my favorite perfume. And I'm like telling her off, like, how dare you? You don't, do not go into people's rooms and take their things. And it's like, I could just be like, Helena, please don't take it. If you want to use it, ask me. But my communication is really aggressive and really like, and when I had to, st- I had to start looking at it. Okay, yeah, I've seen your eyes, big man. It's like you're in prison, like so, your cellmate stolen your toothpaste. Like, <laughs> calm down. Pal. But, 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 the, I had to look at that 
And I was like, why do I, why is it, why do I get so angered or enraged when all of this, because they're kids. And I realized again, going back to what I was saying about fear, I was doing that thing of, well, I have to be the one to tell her because I don't want her to go out there and start stealing oh, from people. Wow. You know, No, but literally thinking it's okay to just take other people's things. It's a jump though. It's a big jump. But again, it was, if I, the ultimate thing was fear that if I don't tell her, she will never learn. And then she's going to experience hardship outside because I didn't do a good enough job yeah. as a parent. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? I and, do. I do. Okay. I do. Yeah. And so I've had to really like hone in on that, reminding myself. And I say it often, I will not parent from a place of fear, but Lord help me to parent from a place of love and kindness. Mm -hmm. And even in correction, help me to correct with grace. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because that, I've seen it when Kaiser, there'll be certain situations where he's, I think it happened the other day, he was supposed to get in trouble. And I called him and I was angry, but I was like, I was like, look. And I had to talk to him in a tone. Like he said, the FM voice, because I want him to hear what I'm saying. And then I had to offer him grace mm. because I want him to remember that. And it changed his whole posture and demeanor. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then the thing about fear is it will deceive you and trick you into thinking this is going to be the outcome. But then I added that element of faith to it. Lord, I'm, because I'm doing this your way and I'm coming at it from a place of kindness and grace, I have the faith to believe that you are going to work on my children. You have the ultimate say when it comes to my kids, more than my shouting and huffing and puffing could ever do. So, yeah, I think getting therapy, journaling, like you said. Yeah, soon come, soon come. Yeah, because it brings about that self-awareness and you're able to go back and go, okay, why did... Why did this happen? And then you can come up with a better solution for the next time. Yeah. The other thing that I would suggest, <clears throat> recommend is having a bit of understanding of the fact that if we're talking about whether it's a friend or whether it's a partner, we all have different lenses. Yeah. That book again, it talks about how some, some research showed that basically what they realized that there was 150 different lenses and for all we know there could be seven billion lenses because yeah. we all grow up differently yeah and so we all see life in in different ways so when you're coming into a, a, a friendship or a marriage or a relationship you might think you're right and i might think i'm right and we're both right mm. neither of us are wrong yeah. we're right based on the our lens. conditioning and yeah. the, the lens yeah. and so creating a new lens is a great way to improve communication yeah. facts create a new lens yeah, create a new lens. I like that because when it comes to relationship, like you said, the good thing is if you can create one together. Yep. And then that, again, shapes the culture of that household. You know, one of the things that happened we, after reading this book and talking about creating new lenses, you came, you spoke to me and you were like, look, this is what I'm learning mm. and I think we should try it. And that was... Even I think even even before that we began working on communication, but this kind of solidified it. So about not yeah, not too long ago, but the the there's been a that like dramatic change in dramatic, the house. Dramatic, dramatic one. And you know we've seen one of our children in particular whose communication is so much better as a result. He like the confidence, mm -hmm. the. Like, Rela just relax. Yeah, just relax. Ease. Yeah. Ease. And as a result of creating a lens together. Yeah. And 
it just it makes me so happy and makes me so excited it makes me so happy because I'm happy for us but I'm also so excited for others because I I really I hope and pray that as others are hearing this they're realizing oh it's not too late I'm not too do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I'm not too damaged I haven't broken this completely you can create a new lens 100% and you will see dramatic changes if you have kids as well yep they are Trust me, it's going to begin to impact them in in such a beautiful way, you know. Really? Yeah, that's why communication, man. It's, yeah, it's key. Like, it really is having a healthy look at it. And if you are maybe like we were, you know, clashing and butting heads, it's it's we're just saying like create that lens together. It's not yeah. too late. Yeah, you know. But also accept the fact that you have got two different lenses, and don't be angry because your husband has grown up a certain type of way and he behaves as, as such mm. just as he shouldn't be angry at you and yeah work on creating something new together yeah you know? i saw him um, sorry i saw him um, this sketch by is it keenan and pill i like them both the mm. guy that the guy that made um get out mm. you know he's got his partner is it oh, that's spike lee <laughs> who was it i don't know Oh, Taylor, that was either that was awful. It was Jordan. I think it's Jordan Peele. What would you think Spike Lee made? He has all the black stuff, doesn't he? <laughs> like twenty years ago. I mean, he still makes films now. But oh my, wow! All you know is football. Um, but like, yeah, like, and EastEnders now. Um, but I saw this sketch from them, and it was funny. Basically, the sketch is they're both at home and they're sending one another text messages, yeah. and let's just call them Jordan and Peel. But Jordan and Peel are sending one another text messages and Jordan's at home and he's texting like, hey, gonna see you when I see you. And then his friend, uh, the other friend gets a message. He's like, you're gonna see me when you see me. What? I'll show you what I mean. Um, and then he take the friend texts back something like, I'm gonna show you when I see you. Like something like that. It's, I'll, if I can find it, I'll, I'll put it up. But, and then the friend texts back, Oh, I can't wait to see you. First round's mine. Oh no! Oh no, there ain't gonna be no rounds! It's gonna be a fing street fight! It's like basically, it's almost like one is really happy as he's texting, mm. but the other one is taking it really violently. And by the end of it, the other one wants to fight like his friend, all because of miscommunication. This guy was on the other side of the phone, like, oh, I'm so excited to see my friend. And he's there, like, oh, I'm gonna. You know, and I think two lenses, two lenses, mm-hmm. and I think that's what happens. But that's why we are again. We have these conversations because maybe as we're having them, maybe you recognise some things. Maybe you're recognising that. Oh, I've been looking at it from the lens of my past and the lens of my childhood and my work environment and my friendships. Not recognising they have a different lens. Even when it comes to our kids, like we're millennials. Our kids are Gen Z. And Alpha. And Alpha. Like, they have completely different lenses, even though they're growing up in the same house. They have a different way of seeing things and understanding things. Remember, we were saying it, even when you think about things like on Twitter, stuff that millennials were saying, um, that (laughs) we can go all day on this one. I deleted it all. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, stuff that millennials were saying or, or Gen X would say. For instance, look at J.K. Rowling. JK Rowling tweeting um, something about women, about us as women and the female body and 
I, I don't know exactly what she said, but a tweet that was, is she Gen X? or is, I don't think she's a boomer. She'll be Gen X, right? I don't know. Yeah. She's yeah. a different generation. Maybe Gen X or baby boomer. I think more Gen X. But then the lens of someone in Gen Z takes it and says, this is a risk. This is for her. <laughs> we watched, um, what was it? The, oh, we listened to an audible, the audio book, um, the, the, the Witch Hunt Trials of J.K. Rowling. Something like that. We'll put a link in it, in the bio. Have a listen. It's very interesting because you hear all the different lenses and the, dip, the ways in which communication has changed over the past 20 to 30 years and how it ended up that and what led to her tweet about something that perhaps 20 years ago wouldn't have raised an eyebrow. Mate, they were saying some wild stuff 20 years ago. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, how her tweet about something, you know, that wouldn't have raised an eyebrow like 20 years ago, mm. how, again, lenses is now seen as this could, this is a threat. Yeah. And this is dangerous. This put, yeah, this is dangerous. And it puts so many lives at risk. Mm. At risk. Again, communication and lenses. One generation sees it this way and one generation sees it that way. But again, it's when there is actually, when people, similar to any relationship, when the space is given before the reaction to actually hear one another, mm-hmm. what did you mean by this? Mm. Like, this is how that made me feel. Yeah, It stops the bullying that we're seeing today. But instead, there's this instant bullying, death threats, cancellation. Can- I could go in on cancel culture. Next, but cancel- next time. Yeah. But yeah, next time. Next, next time. <laughs> you know, um, again, like I said, it, it's communication across the board. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. There's, there's, there's upbringing. There's the generation that you were raised in. There's so many different things that form your lens. And that, in, that includes the way, you know, the house you lived in and yeah. the way your parents or parents, or parents interacted with, with you as a child and your siblings. Yeah. Um, some of it was good, some of it wasn't so good. But the key thing is to identify, you know, what the issue is with you and the other person, whether that be your partner, your friend, your boss, your work colleague, your postman, whoever, and start working on it. Yeah. 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 I think we should. One, I just want to end on um, a particular verse. Um, we can put this up mm. rather than me saying it. Oh, I can say it. Just let it go up on the screen. That mm. um, talks about, and I say this often, may the fruit of my lips mm. and the meditations of my heart please you. Main part, obviously meditations of your heart is important, but the fruit of my lips, do you know what I mean? I really want that to please God, you know, but again, going back to the meditations of the heart, it starts from there. Yeah. What are you meditating? Yeah. So again, what are you listening to? Yeah. What are you taking in? Because ultimately it's going to come out. What are you watching? What are you watching? Mm-hmm. If you're constantly watching, whether you're a te- maybe you're a teenager and you're constantly watching kids badmouth their parents or listening to rappers talk about da-da-da-da-da or whatever, that's impacting your heart. And ultimately it's going to show up on your lips. Because that are the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. Yeah. So... I think those are things we can kind of think about. Again, that's another thing that people can do. Maybe look at the what are you meditating on. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think Daily Mail. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jade, a- Jade Borough. 
Yeah. Oh, Andrew. I, every time you say it, I feel like you're silently, you're secretly attacking me. But I don't read that stuff. So, what now? EastEnders. <laughs> I mean, Stacey had a kid out. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us today on this week's episode of Shoots in a Kitchen. This is bit. He wanted to say something about Stacey and I will not have any EastEnders slander, even though I was slandering it myself. Not really EastEnders people. If you want to invite me to come and talk about EastEnders, I'm happy to do it. Or background scene, don't mind. They don't have like corporate events for EastEnders, no one can. No, but they might like say, come and have a tour. You can pay for a tour. I don't want to. Say bye. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on this week's edition of Ships in the Kitchen. I've been Nikki Bangvade. He's been my sexy husband and co-host. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Um, if it has encouraged you, if there's anything in it that has resonated with you, could you do us a favour? First of all, make sure you're subscribed. Then leave a comment or send us a DM. And then could you share it with others so that they could be encouraged or entertained or edified too? We would really appreciate it. Other than that, we're going to see you later. Have a lovely week and see you. Bye. <laughs>